It's actually cold in this room. What went on, man? A storm blew through a day and a half ago, and now it's freezing. I still don't know what happened yesterday when the feed, the live stream feed, just vanished. I, I swear, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting here, and then I just happened to look at the uh, comments, and it said, hey, we lost you, which I, I still don't know how it is that you lose me, yet you're still able to make the comments. It, this whole thing, it, it, it's, a, it's a mystery how it actually works. Now, the next thing I know, Diana's in here saying, I think your uh, uh, live feed was cut. And then I look at my uh, cell phone, and I've got messages saying, oh, yeah, you kicked a wire. The, the dog did something. Maybe. No clue. Okay. It is the 22nd of June, 2021. That is an on-time uh, on start is not what I would want to say. Two times. It's an on-time start. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, Two I time. listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yes. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Shut up. Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. Here's Angel Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures at about this same time every single day of the work week, Monday through Friday. Uh, the days are starting to get shorter, and that just breaks my heart. What? If you were to go back in time, listen to old podcasts from the same time last few years, I probably have the same exact discussion. Stupid. Uh, all right. Sun is burning in right on my eye right now. Oh, my God. If you uh, if you listen to the audio podcast, you'll notice that, like, there just started to be advertising. I am slowly but surely selling out to the man. Okay. There's a promo for Sips, Suds, and Smokes. That is a cross, it's called a cross promotion. They promote on my show. I promote on their show. More people get turned on to the podcast that way. That's great for Eric. Maybe that's something you'd want to listen to. Two guys talk about whiskey, beer, and cigars. seems everybody's listening to that. Two million downloads a week. What the fuck? Then you're like, wait a minute. There's also ads in here. Yeah, that just started too. That was a surprise. Well, I did sign up for that, but it didn't happen right away. So I was like, well, I guess nobody wants to advertise. Oh, well. And then all of a sudden ads start showing up like, oh, okay. Well, all right. That's good for me. That is very, very good for Eric. I get a little bit, a, a little teeny tiny portion, very small, of, of dollars and cents that come in because of those ads. Now, I have the opportunity. Um, okay, so at the beginning of the show, there's, there's like a 30-second ad or two. And in the middle of the show, same thing. The problem is, I just found this out today, that ad in the middle of the show it just comes in randomly. Like I'll be in the middle of a thought or a word or a rant 
and then all of a sudden, you need a new car. Well, okay, that's my fault. I can actually position those strategically in the show so that they show up at a uh, natural break point, like when I'm finishing a story or whatever. I get up to take a leak or something like that. Uh, but I haven't yet toyed with that little tool that does that. So Brian said, so never. So we can expect that to happen never, where it actually happens at a natural break point. Yep, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um. He said, I thought your show was just randomly ending. I said, I haven't quite worked all the bugs out of it yet. And he wrote, so never, bastard. All right. Um, okay. A lot of ground to cover on the show today. And the, a lot of what I talk about on this show, because I, th- I think the biggest question I get asked is, so what is your podcast about? And... Uh, I think when I describe it as news nonsense in my personal adventures, that's the quickest way to get through it. I'm basically just talking about the news that is being talked about in the world, the trending stories, my own personal adventures, things happening in my life. That's it. That's it. That's the only way I can describe it. So what is uh, is, is strange, though, is that nowadays the actual trending things, the uh, stories that people are interested in do not get discussed on most other, well, for damn sure, radio. Radio has turned into, hey, let's be safe and not actually discuss anything. Which, it just fucking boggles my mind and drives me up a wall when these stories that the world is talking about are absolutely ignored because radio stations are too scared to actually, and radio shows in general are too scared to actually take a stand on an issue. It's like, what the fuck are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of alienating people and upsetting them. Fuck that. Say whatever the fuck you want. Let them solve the problem. They're they're adults. God. They give their audience no benefit of the doubt. Absolutely embarrassing. Throw it at them. Let them deal with it. So a lot of that. And I've, uh, I've, I've really wrapped my mind around that whole concept uh, it, even more so lately. It's like, fuck, you, it's your opinion. Let them have it. I got the hell scared out of me again last night. Again in the middle of the night. Now, in the past, when what I'm about to tell you has happened, it's only been, um, you know, halfway scared to death. It's, all, it's only been like the most terrifying thing in the last five years. This might have been the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. And um, I, I think you know where this is going. It could only be one thing. It's uh, uh, my beautiful better half, Diana, having a nightmare and just screaming bloody murder. I mean, my God. And it is, uh, I, I, I swear, she can't replicate it when she's awake. When these terrible moments happen to her and she's asleep, it's, it's a different person. I, I don't recognize the sound. It's, it's really, really bad. Oh. Holy shit. Hello? 
Hey, what are you doing? I'm walking, remember? Oh! You're out taking a nice Hello? little walk. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You can hear me, right? I could hear you, but I, well, I couldn't for a minute because I think my, my headphones were plugged in. I'm on my walk, remember? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're going out and get, taking a little walk there outside. Yeah. How's that working out so far? It's pretty good. My arm feels heavy, but that's okay. Yeah, you maybe you should walk with the sling on. No, I need to get used to it. It's not too bad. I went my, one mile out, and now I'm on my way back. All right. Like it. So I just had a moment when I was describing to the audience that the sound you make when you scream in the middle of the night. <laughs> I had a bad dream. Yeah. You know... And that's, and you know, there's, there, there's nothing we can do about that. And that's, that's terrifying, no doubt for you. It's just, it's remarkable how you don't even sound like you, you know, how like if, if, uh, I mean, since it's you and you're in, in, in the awake state, if you were to laugh or cry, it still sounds like some version of you. Yeah. The, probably the most disconcerting thing about it is you don't sound like my wife. <laughs> What do I sound like? I, I don't know. It, it's like you. if I could record it, I could probably sell it as stock audio footage for a horror film. <laughs> it is. Oh, I mean, I'll be in the I'll be in deep REM sleep. And then out of the blue, I will hear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is so f it's fucked man you said last night was the loudest one ever it was so it was uh it was ear piercing and just i mean imagine the still of the night drop dead silent <laughs> i mean if, if there was some guy with a machine gun shooting it into the wall i think i would be more prepared for that than i would be your scream <laughs> <laughs> well, someone was after me. It was scary because it was a human and he turned into, like he transformed into a monster and was after me. Maybe it was Boring Dean. I don't think so. It sounds like, well, the, the, the description sounds about right. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in the dream he took off his pants and you saw his pin dick and you were mortified. Oh my God. <laughs> You're awful. Okay. So, um, so I'm sorry I alarmed you. So what is it like on your end when you slowly are, well, quickly are, are thrown into consciousness as I shove you because I'm so frightened? Well, like, I think my, when I scream, it starts to wake me up a little bit. My own scream wakes me up a little bit, but not into consciousness. And then you, last night it was like, no, it was Pooh Bear. You're screaming. It's loud. <laughs> oh shit! You shoved me, Pooh Bear. You're screaming. It's loud. <laughs> oh, and, then, and then you did say, "Are you?" And then you did say, "Are you okay?" Oh no, yeah, I wanted to make. Was after me. Yeah, I didn't really care if you were okay. I want you to. I only said that so you wouldn't be mad at me because I had woken you up. <laughs> oh.
Yeah, that was a bad one. That was my one of my scariest dreams yet. Now, it happens once every couple of months, I think. Uh, so I don't know what so, causes that. I don't know how I don't or how I even fall asleep at any one point because knowing that, that there's a potential that that could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Other than that, did you sleep okay? I did, man. I slept. Even though the bed is up a little bit? Yeah, I slept fine. I mean, it's ever so slightly, but it's yeah, just no, enough it, not it, to... It's okay. I'm glad to be back in your in your bed again, sharing a bed with my wife. And that's good. Yes. It's just, it's just up enough not to have my arm so weighted down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it helps. Hey, I'm going to get into a story a little bit about the NFL player, uh, Carl Nassib, who, uh, who said he's gay. Did you hear about Carl Nassib? I did read briefly about that. He's the first one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That that, that is. I, I've I've got some thoughts on that, and that you know that dude. Um, he is a, a uh, he's a defensive end. He's a guy that's like a defensive player on the end of the line, and he goes he's trying mm-hmm. to sack the court. He's pretty damn good, and I'm I'm um, this is his third team he's been with. He's six foot seven. Holy cow. And he's he's handsome as all get out. You wouldn't believe how handsome this guy is. This guy is gonna. Get, I mean, he probably already got uh, uh, tons of butthole, but he's gonna get even more now. I mean, this guy is uh, he is built like a brick shit house. Well, yeah. Where's he from? He lives in Pennsylvania. Rich, uh, really rich, handsome, athletic, gay guy. Where did he go to college? He went to Penn State. Of all, well, of course, he went to Penn State. He probably went there because Jerry Sandusky had yeah, sex with. Stop! Stop! Sorry, sorry. Stop! That is too far, dickhead. Jeez, <laughs> old Pete. All right, yeah, this guy, he's he's awesome. All right, I'll, okay, I'll, all right, I'll talk to you. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Queen of the Forest checking in. Queen of the Forest is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. A beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Can you imagine if Carl Nassib, uh, because the timelines don't match up, uh, that he, he couldn't have been playing at Penn State during the Sandusky thing, but can you imagine... If, like, in his mind, he saw the story, and he's, like, 14 years old, and he's like, oh, my God, i got to get to that school. (laughs) Oh, man, that that is the place for me. Idiot. There is a wrestling event this weekend, a local wrestling event, Uh, and I I am stoked about it. Here in West Michigan, it is called Independence Pro Wrestling. Where I live, there's this community called Comstock Park. It's where the baseball team plays. And there's a, uh, I don't even know what the hell they do. I think it's laser tag. It's called Battle GR. That's where the event is. And Josh Raymond from Independence Pro Wrestling is setting up the ring. Setting up the folding chairs. You know one of those folding chairs going to get wind up in the squared circle? Oh, my God. You got a bunch of local dudes who do this for kicks are going to be 
uh, putting on the show. So I am going there to support Josh, his uh, wrestling venture, uh, Joey Williamson from Hollywood's World of Sports will be there if they can uh, get enough room to um, fit his giant head because of his enormous ego. I mean, this guy, you know, he he's out of control. He is such an egomaniac, Joey Williamson. I don't I don't know how anybody put puts up with him. Um, it's a good thing his wife is there to keep him in check. Uh, Joey Williamson will be there. I'll be there. I'm trying to get a handful of people together. Actually, I shouldn't say I'm trying to get a handful of people together. I haven't even reached out to them. But this sounds like the type of thing that I want to go to with Stu McAllister, uh, Ben, uh, go Josh, go, and anyone else. I know that uh, friend of the show, Allison from Harbor Humane, will be there with her uh, crazy husband who is just all about this. So, uh, tickets are 25 bucks and I'll provide a link for all of this. It's Sunday at 6 PM. This is not the type of wrestling event where you walk in and it's like, it's horrible where like, you know, you, you can't even bring your kids. It's a, it's a family atmosphere, but I love these. I love these types of shows. Okay. And it's been a long time since I've actually seen an event. So I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to bring that up. This is a, uh, we are approaching a very, very busy weekend for your old pal, Eric, because the NFK has to get an MRI to find out what's going on with him. The, the reason why he can't feel his feet, can't feel his hands, his legs are all numb, uh, walks like Penguin Stein. And the doc was narrowing it down to a handful of things. He met with this doc. And the doc has to put up with the NFK doing his thing, talking like a dumbass and all the hand gestures and, and craziness. And the doc says, okay, Kevin, here's your problem. Uh, well, I should say that what you have an issue caused by one of several things. A deficiency in vitamin B12. A deficiency in copper all things what um a an injury to your spine of some type or something else is causing it beer alcohol he goes yeah you're you know what happens with sometimes people like you is they have this happen because uh you know for years and years and years they're bathing their system in alcohol and it uh it, it can this doesn't happen to everybody but sometimes this happens where the the neurons are like, ah, fuck, this is terrible. This is an asshole. Let's make this guy pay. So we're, we're like one by one checking off the issues that it could be to find the problem. Okay, so this is going to get to a, I predict, this will get to a certain point, and then we will stop trying to find out the problem because this is what's going to happen. First of all, we took a blood test, or he did. And they go, ah, your copper level's fine. And then they uh, said, ah, well, your uh, vitamin B12 is perfect. So that rules those out. We, we, we need an MRI on two uh, portions of your spine because did you ever suffer an injury? Yeah, I did. I had it operated on. Oh, okay. You might, be, you might have a problem with that, what, what they call spinal stenosis. It may have healed wonky. We can fix that. We're going to go in with an MRI and take a look at it. And that's coming up Saturday. 
So Saturday morning, I, the uh, the NFK and I, he's going to throw on his Crocs. We're going to go. I'm going to throw on mine. And we're going to go to the docks, get the MRI done. That will determine. All right, yeah, it's, it's looking shitty in here. We got to uh, do a little roto roto rooter job on your spine. We'll see. Or that will show nothing. And then the doc is going to look at him and say, Kevin, uh, yeah, you're going to need to stop drinking. And you know what's going to happen there? The NFK is going to take his hand and raise his middle finger and say, fuck that, doc, see you later, and walk out the door. That is what's going to happen. I can promise you that. I absolutely promise you that. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Some doc is going to get a middle finger. And frankly, I think that doc is going to appreciate it because he's going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mince words. I am. Uh, I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm sorry. I don't have any reason to do that. And honestly, I don't blame him. I do not blame him. I mean, for me, I would, I would do what I could to, you know, keep function. But I mean, honestly, his thought process is going to be, well, I only need two fingers to be able to drink beer. And I, I, hell, I'm not running a marathon. I don't give a shit. As long as, as long as I can get to the bathroom, fire the hams beer shit howitzer, I'm good to go. As long as, uh, as long as I can uh, lift the seat and clean it once in a while to keep Eric from losing his mind, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me if I smear feces on the fridge. I don't give a shit. Eric's going to clean it up. So, you know, I'm hoping for the uh, for the cleanliness of the household that it is the spine so that they can operate on him because the, he has a better chance of, uh, of actually getting function back with a uh, an actual surgery to his spine uh, than actually stopping drinking because that is not going to happen. I can promise you that. <clears throat> so, all right. 117 days from right now till race day for the Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Mike Ball, I don't know if he's out uh, out of town on his uh, on his trip to whatever the hell, uh, Hawaii. Uh you know, I, I, I probably should have called him yesterday. He's taking nine days off. If he is in uh, Hawaii, it's probably like three in the morning there. Yo. Hey, how come you're not in Hawaii? Because I'm working. Well, I thought you were going to Hawaii after the race. Yeah, we we uh, drive to Chicago tonight. We fly out tomorrow. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have never been to Hawaii. Have you? No, no. Um. So yeah, that's where the big uh, 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 Iron Man World Championships take place. It is, but we are not going to Kona. We're going to Maui and Oahu. Have you ever uh, wanted? To, is that like a uh, bucket list thing to be able to do the Iron Man World Championships in Kona? It is. It is, it is. So that's a pretty uh, hard thing to do because you have to qualify at one of these other Ironman events. Yeah, you have to qualify, but they do have a legacy program now where if you do 12 Ironman-branded races, you can enter and you just get slotted for a year to do it. So when I do Chattanooga this fall, that'll give me my 12th branded one. So I will be eligible, but I don't know how soon I'll actually want to do it. Oh, that's that's really fantastic. That they, I had no idea that they do that. Yeah, it's kind of a customer loyalty program in a sense for people who just aren't fast enough to get there and never have a shot. So. 
I did notice, though, that uh, even as you age, you appear to be getting faster. Uh, can you give me some thoughts on that, Mike Ball? That would be inaccurate. It is? Really? Because I, I saw you you uh, turned off like a, what was it, a 501 or a 502 the other day? Yeah, that is true. But I've gone about 10 minutes faster than that in the past, so. Okay, but still, though, you, I mean, that race five years ago, you did it in five hours and 20 minutes, so this is a lot faster. That would be true. So there you go. I mean, when it comes to how, and last year you didn't do that race, right? Nobody did that race last right. year. Uh, I, I think they, I don't know if they did a virtual thing, but uh, the year before, the year before, what did you do at the Grand Rapids Half Iron? Um, I don't even remember. I know I just done Chattanooga right before that, that year also, so. I don't remember. I don't think I had a good race that day. Well, so you are getting faster. You have to. I mean, if if you're if you're talking like that, I mean, uh, it's it's all what have you done for me lately? That is uh, that is great. I noticed that in your run times, there was some periods of time where you were sub seven minutes. What what was going on there? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how accurate they had a lot of uh, timing mats down. So I don't know how accurate they all were because the one you were commenting on yesterday where I had like a 12-minute split or something in that, I think it was only a like during an aid station or something. So there was a few of them that looked a little bit suspect. So are you telling me for this 13.1-mile run of the Grand Rapids uh, Half Iron Distance Triathlon, um, you're, you're stopping and getting aid, uh, uh, drinking, eat, maybe eating, uh, and you still were sub eight minutes. Yes, most of my miles were. Yeah, Fuck. I went out in like seven thirties, and then I, with the walking, I, I walked most of the aid stations to take on nutrition. And yeah, that brought my pace up a little bit. So, shit. But I was just not at my at my goal. I was hoping seven forty fives. I was a failure. Basically, you've got this thing wrapped up, so I, I don't you just start celebrating right yeah, now. I don't, I don't think I do. I don't. I don't feel good about that at all. I, I, I stick my face and shit, and you, I, know, you know, you know, call what? me a human punching bag, a cottage industry of kicking my ass. Hey. Come on, just use all the one-liners right now. Let's hear them all. You fucking idiot! I know full well what you're doing there. What do you think of that? I'm well aware well, you of. You didn't call me last night. I was ready to go work out with you last night. You I, didn't call me. Hey. You stay away from me. I don't want to see you until October 17th when we're towing the line 117 days from now. Uh, right now, it's 830. I don't know what time the gun goes off for Don's race, but uh, yeah, I'll, I, I tell you what, I'm going to show up. I'll be there. Are you going to bring a couple goons with you to try to take me out? Or what, what is your plan here? You know what? That's cute. Suggesting that I would, uh, I, I, I would like hurt you or something like that in an effort to try to win the race. Uh, I've got 17 weeks. Uh, I'm trying to establish some degree of consistency. And uh, there you are gloating after another spectacular performance. In the end, it's going to raise money for the kids. So we can agree there that that's a great thing. But uh, let me just say, on behalf of those kids, go fuck yourself. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very, very kind of you. Very, yeah. very kind. Of yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, have you talked? Have you? Have your kids uh, heard any of the shit talking? You and I last spoke. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, uh, Evan heard it. He did. We we listened to that the other night when we were working. He was just brought to tears over saying, I never want to see that little bastard ever again. Yeah. So, yeah. He doesn't love you. He does not. 
Both I had to console him, and I'm like, look, it's just a short little dude with a small pecker that's, you know, talking smack to you. Don't, don't take it to heart. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, I, I want him. Okay. I, you know what's going to be wind in my sails when I'm uh, running uh, that last stretch of uh, road to the finish line? I want to hear him say, I wish you were my dad. I, I'll talk to him about that. He'll, he'll hear this. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be thinking about that. All right. When you are in Hawaii, your plan is to drink, eat, and sleep and have sex with your wife, of course, and no training. Yep, that'll be correct. But Evan is doing cross country, so he's got a he's got a training plan. So he's gonna need a little training buddy. So we'll plan on running every day out there. We'll don't do it. You, don't do it. Don't do it. You shouldn't do it. You should probably skip that. We'll, we'll think about it. But I, I got to catch up to you, man. You are like the greatest. The yeah, self proclaimed second fastest zaniac. So I got I got my work cut out for me here. I know what's going on here. All right. Hey, what do you think about the football player saying he's gay? You're like a – aren't you like a, a, a far-right neo-Nazi? I mean, so you, so, you, so you probably hate that, right? Yeah, I got my Mohammed Atta poster, as you as you claim some of us have in our, our bedrooms or whatever. But, uh, no, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. It's a good thing he's on defense probably. What do you mean? It'll Maybe be been on offense. I think a few people may take some cheap shots at him, but being on defense, he should be. What do you mean? It'll be interesting to see. It's my experience that whenever people say that, they're they're uh, anti. Well, if you remember the Michael Sam, you know that he came out and basically they, you know. Maybe he just wasn't good enough, but he disappeared pretty fast out of the league and out of the conversation. But this Wait. guy appears to be a little bit better. So wasn't Michael Sam already retired? No, no, he came out like before training camp one year, and he ended up he got on it. Well, he got drafted, and then he just never made a roster. He never made an active roster. Really? Okay. Oh, hold on a second. I'm looking at it here because I don't trust you. Yeah, you shouldn't trust me. I'm just the guy that's going to beat you. All right. Well, why is everybody saying this is the first time an active player has come out? Because Michael Sam never made an active roster. He oh. was drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he um all right, so this is different because he's this guy's yeah, like like kinda like you indicated. But he they're 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 saying this is the first time that a guy who actually is under contract in the NFL has ever come out. Yeah, so this guy will actually end up playing in games, so all right. But I think society is fine with it today. I think it, it's more, way more accepted than it ever was before, so he should be fine. Okay. Well, uh, enjoy your uh, uh, drive. I, uh, I hope someone threatens to throw you off the plane because you're being belligerent and stupid like you are in everything, and uh, I hope you embarrass your family. And then, I appreciate uh, the well wishes. I hope Just that like you... you wish somebody kicked me in the head on Sunday. Yep, absolutely. And then I hope you get to your destination and your wife is disgusted with you and uh, everybody's pissed off while you're enjoying your vacation. Okay. That sounds sounds fantastic. That's not asking too much. That's not going too far and suggesting something really terrible. I just hope you make an ass out of yourself. No, I've done that many times before. What, uh, What stores are we going to today that we can hope to see you at? Uh, we are just pulling into the Jenison Meyer. You know the place very well. Oh my gosh, I love that place. How? What do you, What do you think of the uh, redo that they did there? It's getting there. It was It was very much needed twenty five years ago. Yeah, it's been it's been rough, but uh, that it looks like they're getting it now. So you're going to stock that. That's that's what an hour maybe. 
Yeah, we're not. We're just we're just writing orders today, so we'll be in out of here in about fifteen minutes. What uh, what store can we see you loading uh, loading up your uh, confectionery toxins uh, for the masses to eat? Uh, just we're, we're going to be in out a lot of places here. We got we All got. Right. A, We've got about a half day of work, and then we got to get out of town. So we're, we're right. going to be in now quickly today. All right. I won't bother you anymore. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you. Yeah, though, yeah, right? yeah. Whatever. Yep. Get out okay. of here. Yeah, shut up. Mike Ball. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I had no idea he's that strong. Son of a bitch. Uh, I did train yesterday, though I didn't want to. Man, I was tired. I felt like uh, the weekend was catching up with me, like I needed to go to bed. And there's an old saying that um, uh, veterans like me say from time to time. You won't always be motivated. Then you must be disciplined. So I was, I was, and uh, I headed out. I did my uh, mile repeats a little bit faster than the last time I did them one week ago. It didn't hurt as much. My body is starting to adapt. Officially, officially, training starts a week from yesterday. The 16-week training program. Did a 750 mile. Stood there for two minutes and then did a 740 mile. Idiot does that for 13.1 miles nonstop. I didn't ask him what his next uh, outside of training, if he's going to do any other races leading up to the big day, October 17th. Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Jason Schaefer and Jason Dad Joke getting in here late. He says, good morning, everybody. Patriot Nick says, Eric loves the cereal and bagel aisle. That's true. Patriot Nick suggesting I hit him the same way Nancy Kerrigan was hit. Uh, this is all a benefit for the AT Children's Project. Joe Moran says you should be doing active recovery during your mile repeats. I do that during my half-mile repeats. Okay? So that I don't get a running injury that begins with N. Al says, I'll be sitting on my porch and I'll toast you with a beer as you run by. Joe says, don't stand there like an idiot for two minutes. Shut up. What do you know? Wait a minute. You do know a lot. This is going to be bad. So the AT Children's Project, if you want to place your bet, I'll give you the uh, link when we're ready to. It's it's very, very soon. We'll have that uh, up and running. I was talking behind the scenes to Jennifer from the AT Children's Project. If you've helped us out with that in the past, I'm asking you to do that again. I'm asking you to drop $25 in their uh, bucket 
to help fund much-needed research for this terrible child-killing disease. ATCP.org. And I will share a link with you for our actual page where you can place your bet. 25 bucks, I say Mike Ball, and uh, he's going to win by 12 minutes. 25 bucks, I say Eric Zane. He's going to win by 30 seconds. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia with Dale happens at 9.30 this morning. Pardon me. 10.30 this morning, my time. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, Dale is taking on Zaniac Colin M., now, typically, on uh, like last Tuesday, I did the game, and then I said, yeah, and I'll do the uh, Patreon bonus podcast at 11. Uh, it, it, it's impossible. So, And I, I did it late. And then, so I'm letting you know ahead of time that the Patreon bonus podcast uh, on Tuesday is theoretically at 11.30. It's the only difference during the week because I, I hate telling you one thing and then doing the other and then I, I log on and I start doing the show and it's, it's 15 minutes of people telling me how much I suck. Dear Meathead, tomorrow with dad. Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Get your questions in. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner striping inbox. Some of you are enjoying the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Thank you. That's how you can uh, view it live, the li- video live stream on the free podcast. It's uh, made possible by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Also, you can catch it live with video on uh, Twitter, a Periscope video brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then the almighty YouTube. Search Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the uh, channel. Bell uh, bell notification. Thumbs up button and off you go. And uh, Instagram brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And uh, there you go. And, of course, download the podcast, the audio podcast, wherever you download podcasts. And please, please, please throw in uh, some some stars. I hate always saying, I mean, I, I have said it, but throw five stars at me. What if someone watching it or listening to it or whatever thinks it sucks? Okay. Uh, throw some stars and give me a review. Okay. Thank you. I've got merch. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. Get yourself a t-shirt. And the open and the live stream brought to you this time around by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team. I take that back. By my friends at JM Synthetics. Reach out to Jason Mays. Oh, my gosh. 616-747-0233. This is what you do. If you're a, if you're a DIY pro, you know, hey, I need another case of oil. I got to change the oil in the car. Get a case of Amsoil oil, the best in the business. Uh, you can order it from Jason Mays, okay? You can shop online for the products, 616, I'm sorry, at uh, jmsynthetics.com. Shop online for the products. And if you want, you can buy them right there. But what works best for Jason that actually helps him the most is by giving him a call. He'll pick it up. Hey, what's going on? 616-747-0233. Tell him what you want. Call or text. And uh, and that's it. You can take care of it that way. And the next thing you know, it shows up at your doorstep. He has all the other fine details of that. 616-747-0233. Online, jmsynthetics.com. Joe Martinez. The HVAC Pro, 616-516-8579 for A&E, heating and cooling. If you're thinking about installing air conditioning in your home, have Joe do it. You will save money. 
He's the uh, he's the lowest price around and the absolute best. He is a dream come true. Don't have your wife open the door, though, when he gets there. She'll pass out because he's so unbelievably handsome. 616-516-8579. I tell you what, if that NFL player hired Joe Martinez and Joe showed up there, that guy would have the biggest, fattest, thickest boner he's ever that Joe's ever seen. He'd be like, holy shit. 616-516-8579. The boner-inducing Joe Martinez wants to install your new air conditioner. Installing the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners and furnaces. 616-516-8579. So here's what's up. This is, uh, let's see, Carl Nassib. He has uh, come out of the closet. He did an Instagram video yesterday, and this is what it sounded like. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends. As soon as he said to get it off my chest, I, I kept picturing a pile of jizz. Do this for a while now. What the fuck is wrong with me? But I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. Hey. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. Work hard. Oops. That's it. It cuts off. It's just the... I uh, just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. <laughs> I'm proud of him. Well done. That's good. Um, and, you know, there are going to be people that say, yeah, what has he got to go and uh, announce? What? Who, who gives a shit? He shouldn't have to make a big deal about it that he's gay. No, it is. It is. Uh, it is a big deal that he's gay, and this and, and announcing it that way. It's absolutely a big deal, and here's why. This is because I've thought about this. Where are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna formulate your brain and share with these people? Okay, first of all, uh, if you are a uh, a uh, this is of, of the two things that can happen that the world finds out that you're gay. If the world finds out that you're gay, either like this, where you suddenly just say, I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Or if like someone tells the world and you didn't want them to, that can be a problem. And that can uh, absolutely affect what he does for a living uh, and how he does it. I think this was a power move because if you announce to the world that you are gay, you are then, um, if there was ever a chance that an NFL team would um, have cut you or not wanted you to play for them because you're gay, 
if the world doesn't know it, they're going to be more likely to do that. You see what I'm saying? Like if Carl Nassib never said anything and then, you know, just some guy is uh, is one of the coaches happens to see him at a restaurant holding hands with a guy or, or, or giving him a deep tongue kiss or in the alley, he's blowing him. Okay. Uh, he's going to be like, holy shit. Uh, well, hey, you know, the uh, conventional uh, caveman mentality is going to be, we have to cut Carl Nassib because he had a penis in his mouth. Okay. That's what's going to happen. However, if you say, hey, everybody, guess what? I'm into dick. They're going to have a harder time um, justify. I mean, if the, if it's out there, they, they will have, uh, he has more protections to keep him from uh, getting uh, fired. Hold on a second. Daisy, for the love of God, she is snoring so bad during the, my Carl Nassib story. Hold on a second. Honey, honey, you're so loud. Come here. Okay, let's, let's wake up a little bit. Put your tongue in your mouth. There you go. Put it in there. It's drying out. Center talking about Carl Nassib having uh, given a guy blowing a guy at the at a restaurant in the alley, and the Daisy snoring like crazy. Also, uh, since he's wealthy, he could um, very easily get himself in trouble or in jeopardy if he uh, meets Mister Wrong, who uh, has uh, different motives and wants to extort him. You know what I mean? If you're if you're a gay guy and no one knows that you're gay and you make uh, NFL cash, you might run into a guy who knows that and say, "Hey, uh, yeah, uh, I t- I shot video of us having sex. Pay me a million dollars, or I'm gonna release this to the team." So this is very very smart on his part. This is a good move. And there's a lot of good in it because, I mean, gay people are people too and they, uh, they have rights, okay? So uh, if, if this makes someone feel better about themselves, I'm all for that. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly, uh, uh, it, I'm definitely not down with discriminating someone because they like a dick in their butt. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter to me. Okay, it has it has nothing to do with anything. I have I, I I love gay people as much as I love anybody else in the world. Okay, we all gotta love each other. And if Nasib says, "Hey man, I am in love with a dude," well, you have my full support. And uh, because you know, people who are um, gay, lesbian, heterosexual, or homosexual, or transgender, they go through so much shit. Holy fuck. I, in fact, if you were to do bracketology of brave shit famous people have done because of race or uh, gender or um, uh, uh, sexuality, I, I think we would have to. Uh, I mean, I think if you put Carl Nassib in a bracket with Jackie Robinson, I think Carl Nassib wins. Because Jackie Robinson, um, you know, the color of his skin 
and and the and the the support of uh, uh, Branch Rickey, who said, "Hey, man, uh, you got it. You're you're good enough to play Major League Baseball. Fuck this color barrier. We're gonna we're gonna get you on the team." You know, um, it's a little bit different. It's not like there's an, uh, the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders who NASA plays for said, "Hey, we want to break the gay barrier, and we're 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 urging you to do this." I'm sure NASA did this on its own. I think that's a very very brave, ballsy thing to do. I don't think Carl Nassib has anything to worry about, though, when it comes to people doing crazy shit to him because he's gay. Because he has, he is a prototypical in terms of size pass rusher. He's six foot seven. Oh my God. I need to get a good picture of Carl Nassib here to show you the physical specimen that this guy is. Uh, I don't have a lot. I had never heard of this guy up until this point. So this, this is good for business, man. Patriot Nick says you're comparing two different struggles, apples and oranges, man. No, I'm not. Uh, and the reason why you don't understand is, well, basically because you're stupid. Uh, my point was which you missed because you're a fucking moron is that when it comes to bravery, that's all I said. He is the fucking crown prince of brave. Gay guy saying to the world, I am gay and I'm playing sports. So no, it's not, it's not at all a bad comparison. And I'm just basing this on all of the people who have had to break barriers in their respective struggle, jackass. Do you even listen at all? Do you, do you find yourself when you're talking to your wife and she's frustrated with you, which happens all the time, do you find when she's talking and making points that actually do resonate with most or would resonate with most people, your brain is like off in the distance, uh, looking, thinking about a motorcycle or some other stupid thing, you fucking idiot. Jesus. Shut up. Oh, my God. All right. I searched Carl Nassib body. I need to see some ripped pictures of how Jack this guy is. Look at this dude. That's not the one I want. He is a big, gigantic man. Six foot seven. You know what uh, I'm a little confused about? I am wondering if Carl Nassib in the past has been um, shut down by NFL teams uh, because of his gayness. Side note, uh, Nick says, it's a terrible comparison. We are getting dumber listening to your hot take. Oh, fuck. You're an idiot. In fact, I need to put you in timeout. Put user in timeout on YouTube. There you go. Take that. <laughs> Patriot Nick was blocked for five minutes. <laughs> hey, I like that. That's my new favorite thing. Kent writes, I don't care. Kent dropped the E out of you, writes, I don't care what makes this guy come. 
Just like I'm sure nobody else cares what makes me come. Sarah writes, damn, he's sexy. Lucky guys. All the good looking ones always play for the other team. Chris refers to Patriot Nick. Oh, I don't know who he refers to Patriot Nick as. I'll save that. All right, where was I? Uh, Nassib, throughout his career, I think he's played for hold on a second, Carl Nassib Wiki. Um, like I said, he went to Penn State because he loved Jerry Sandusky. Um, come on, those are jokes. It was a walk-on in 2011. So that's right about the same time that the Sandusky thing happened. So he was like, oh, man, I got to get to this school. Uh, after not playing his first two years, Nassib played in 10 games as a sophomore in 2013. He recorded 12 tackles and one sack. As a junior, he pe- appeared in all 13 games, seven tackles, one sack. Became a starter for a first time his senior year in 2015. He uh, reached 10 sacks in only six games to start the year. He was named the Big Ten Nagurski Woodson Defensive Player of the Year for 2015. And uh, all right. The Cleveland Browns selected him in the third round of the 2016 NFL Draft with the 65th pick. On June 28, he signed a four-year contract worth $3.2 million with a signing bonus of $890,000. In his first game, he uh, had a sack and three tackles and one deflected pass. Earned a nomination for the uh, NFL ro- uh, Rookie of the Week, but they waived him. In June or September of 2018. So, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me, the uh, Dirk in me, says that these teams waived him because he's gay. They they found out that he's gay. Because he's, he's pretty good. Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick him up in 2018. Claimed off waivers. He set career highs in sacks and tackles for loss in 2018. And then that was it. Uh, I don't know if they waived him. I don't. It just says that's what he did that year. And then uh, how long he played with the Bucs. I'm not sure why the Bucs got rid of him. I just wonder, did they, did they find out that he likes Dick and they said, forget it? That does happen. The NFL is a uh, is is a fickle bunch. Very very strange. But I'm glad the guy did that. That's not easy to do, man, and I think he sets himself up for uh you know, I mean, he he's more protected now. The quicker you come out, the uh the less chance that something bad can happen to you down the road because you you know, you're once once it's out there, uh if they if suddenly someone cuts you loose, you can make a case if it can be made then you do it. You make that case that you were waived or, or cut because you're being discriminated against. All right. Something else sports-wise that's going on that is extremely interesting to me is the fact that the Supreme Court of the United States says, hell yes, you can make money. What are you doing? We are getting very, very close. We're getting closer to uh, the day and time when football players or any athlete 
can do what they should be allowed to do in the first place, and that is take their likeness and make money on their own. As it stands right now, a student athlete, let's say you're a great uh, college football player, you can't make a dime. You can't make money. No one can give you money. Okay? Here you have this incredible money-making job, and not all the football players make money. Only a handful of them are going to make it to the NFL. So all these guys play football, uh, and they um, get their education, of course, hopefully. And But the amount of dollars that moves through college football in particular is staggering. The amount that the university makes on the backs of these players, the amount that everyone within the NCAA makes is unbelievable. To me, if a player... Let's say you're a great college football player and uh, you get a- approached by EA Sports to be uh, a- a- use your likeness in a college football video game or uh, somebody wants to put your face on a T-shirt or whatever, selling sporting goods. Uh, wh- what the fuck is wrong with that? And to me, that's perfect because uh, the ones who are the big-time stars uh, who uh, ha- bring in the most interest and revenue, it, it stands to reason that they should be able to make money on themselves. Who gives a fuck? Come on. Uh, any of these athletes who are anywhere uh, uh, near good at anything, if, they, if, they're, if they're excellent quarterback, running back, defensive player, whatever, kicker, long snapper, I don't give a shit. They're only going to play as long as they can until they're guaranteed that they're going to get drafted and make money in the NFL. I mean, that's all, that's all they want. Why not let them? This is a sport where there's constantly uh, smashing into each other. The, uh, the uh, 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 injury rate is staggering. Well, yesterday, the Supreme Court unanimously, they all, they all said we agree on Monday that the NCAA could not keep relatively modest payments to student athletes. That they, I'm sorry, that they could not bar rel- relatively modest payments to student athletes. A decision that underscored the growing challenges to a college sports system that generates huge sums of money for school but provides little or no compensation to the players. Decision concerned only payments and other benefits related to education, though. But its logic suggested that the court may open to a head-on challenge to the ban by the national by the NCAA on paying athletes for their participation in sports and bring that brings billions of dollars in revenue to American colleges and universities. Kavanaugh seem to invite the challenge. Quote, nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. And under ordinary principles of antitrust, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. So, you know, this was, uh, this, this is a rather archaic rule, you know, in 115 years, they've been, they've been thinking like this. Well, you get your education, you get your books. Okay. That's great. But there are some of these people that actually need money. You should allow them to make money. At least a fair wage, for God's sake. 
Throughout its 115-year history, the NCAA has largely defended the principles that students should play sports as amateurs. Even top athletes in high-profile sports like football and basketball are limited to receiving no more than a scholarship, books, room and board, and more recently, other costs of attending a college, a figure that can include travel and other living expenses. The organization sets the rules for halfly, for roughly halfly, roughly half a million college athletes in the United States. But as television rights deals have swelled across the decades, sending billions of dollars into the association and its member conferences each year and fueling arms races for top-notch facilities and big-name coaches, the model has come under increasing legal and political scrutiny. This has been a long time coming. And so now they're, uh, they're, they're kicking open the door for uh, compensation and possibly even having players uh, paid for their likeness. They're not there yet. But to me, that makes sense. Fuck that. Let these guys earn their money. In my, uh, in my opinion, this makes this levels the playing field to some degree. Because, you know, if you have a college that is illegally breaking the rules and uh, uh, putting money into the hands of these kids so that they go to the college... Uh, the college, some colleges will have um, a better system for getting the best players and will continue to be great, you know? Uh, there was a college football team in the 1980s, Southern Methodist University, who they were shitty for the longest time. And then one day they said, let's go be great. And they got some really, really rich people to take care of it and started paying the best athletes and uh, the best high school athletes in America and they became awesome, like overnight. Never before has there been a, a more obvious, uh, a blatant breaking of the rules in Southern Meth Methodist University in the 1980s. They ended up getting uh, busted for it. Craig James, Eric Dickerson, uh, a whole slew of amazing players went to that stupid school. Did Eric Dickerson go to SMU? <laughs> Eric Dickerson, yes, I think he did. Of course he did. Dumbass. I doubted myself for a second there. Yeah, pay those guys. Um, or come up with a league like the NBA G League. I don't know why that isn't a thing. Make a freaking football league near the town. Like in, if you have a uh, football team in Detroit, Michigan, you should have a minor league football team in Grand Rapids, Michigan or Flint, Michigan. Wherever Ann Arbor, and uh, and 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 have a actual minor league football system, in addition to the practice squad. So these guys are are uh, practicing at game speed, earning a game check. Not a uh, not a lot. I mean, let's face it, minor league sports you're going to make a lot less. I don't know why that is, or, or why why that isn't. You know, then you have an op an option. For a player who fucking doesn't want to go to college, who can actually make money the second he gets out of high school. Why not? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. Where am I completely lost? 
Oh, God, this story's going to break your heart. Man. Hold on a second. I thought I had it, and I don't. Uh, this is going to wreck you. Did you know you can get Alzheimer's when you're like in your 40s or 50s? Actually, in your 30s. Oh. Can you imagine if you woke up and you didn't know who that was laying next to you? Peter Marshall fell in love with his caregiver. He had uh, developed... Uh, Alzheimer's at a young age and it was rapidly destroying him. Alzheimer's generally afflicts people in their 30s to 60s and makes up about 10% of Alzheimer's case. I'm sorry. Early onset Alzheimer's disease generally affects people in their 30s to 60s and makes up about 10% of Alzheimer's cases overall. This disease is such a shit show. My grandmother had it. Oh, God. Peter Marshall. He started to uh, have some feelings for his caregiver. He had gotten to the point where, you know, he was forgetting so much that, um, but he, he he tried to keep a special spot as, as as much as he could for this one particular caregiver. And uh, well, as the story goes, um, they became close, and despite his faltering mind, Peter said, "Look, I know uh, I'm struggling, but I have fallen in love with you, and." I want to know if you will marry me. Well, what Peter didn't know, he was just, he was kind of like rolling the dice, is that she had feelings for him too. And uh, so they ended up getting married. It's incredible. Okay. And so the marriage is just, you, you're, you're basically going right to the in sickness and in health mode. Where, you know, she has to take care of him because he's got problems. Now, if this amazing story ended right there, uh, that, would, that would be all you need. That's a great story. He's only 56 years old right now. Uh, the new wife, Lisa Marshall, is 54 uh, she says, I've, I'm doing my best to stay positive and focus on one day at a time. Now, this guy's brain uh, is rapidly declining. I mean, it's fast. In January, it started to really uh, take hold. He hasn't had it for that long. And so then, uh, you know, as, as time passed, he still had enough sense, cognitive ability to realize he was in love with her. So, I mean, it's just great. The twist is they were already married. They'd, they'd been married for years. 
he had forgotten who she was. He didn't know he was married. He had no idea who this person was other than she was his favorite caregiver. Oh, my God. Lisa and Peter Marshall were watching a wedding scene on a TV show last year when he suddenly looked at his wife and said, hey, let's do it. And she's like, do what? She asked. She's like, oh, no, here he goes. He's always wanted anal. I'm going to have to give it to him. Well, he pointed to the TV and he said, do you want to get married? He said with a big smile. Well, okay, we should get married then. Lisa Marshall recalled telling him kudos to her for having the sensibility to not confusing him with, well, we already are married because I mean, he didn't, she knows right now he doesn't know that he's married to her. So if he says, well, we already are, you've already, we've, we are married. His head's going to explode. He's going to be like, what? What I'm learning with my dad is you try not to confuse people. You just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, no big deal. Play it off. Play dumb. The next day, she wondered whether her husband would remember asking her. Uh, And he didn't. He also didn't remember their first wedding. Um, Said Marshall. And for the past six months, he has simply thought of her as his favorite caregiver. Um in January, her husband's mind began declining at a faster pace until 20 years after their romance began. With her husband's recent proposal, it seemed like perfect timing to renew their vows, she said. It was then that I started thinking maybe we really ought to do this, she said, adding that her daughter, Sarah, uh, uh, whatever, urged her to do it. And there you go. I've got, I've got the pictures of them standing there, like the, saying their I do's. Oh, my God. So to him, he's getting married for the first time. Um, wow, yeah, they're at they're at a wedding ceremony. They're dancing. They're doing the they're doing the whole whole first first dance thing. Probably the dollar dance. Did you do the dollar dance when you got married? That's a quick way to get a big burst of cash. You know, yeah. Let's do the dollar. A lot of people say the dollar dance is tacky. I love the dollar dance. Okay, you know, you got to say, hey, whoever wants to dance with the bride, you got to pay up. And then you you better not bring just a dollar to dance for the dollar dance. You got to bring some like five, ten. It start with a 20. Work your way up from there. And then you get like 15 seconds with the bride and she says, get the fuck out of here. Uh, on August 13th, 2009, the Marshalls were married for the first time. She didn't anticipate that the for better or worse part of their wedding vows would have been put to the test about seven years later, she said. There's something about those vows that are spectacular. You know, in sickness and in health. So you take care of each other. That's the deal. She is. What an absolute saintly awesome woman that is. You know, most people would do that. You know, but it's just uh, the, the adventure that you find yourself in at the strangest of times when life decides it is going to do its own thing. You cannot stop the flow of the river. It goes where it wants to go. You cannot help that. So this noble activity of, of uh, taking care, she has quit her job. She doesn't have a job anymore. She is relying on the kindness of strangers 
and not fretting anything because everybody hopefully is uh, coming out of the woodwork to help them. Her new job is just to take care of Peter. She started a Facebook blog called, Oh, hello, Alzheimer's, which she hoped might help other caregivers facing the same challenges. I love caregivers. I love people who take care of people when they can't. There's something really extraordinary about that. It's just awesome. Absolute all-stars. Every one of you who take care of those who can't. I get messages every day from people saying, thank you. Now I don't feel so alone. And I'll, I'll link up her, uh, all of the vitals on this story in the show notes of this podcast. She says since the wedding, she has noticed an even more rapid decline in her husband's cognitive ability. Now he now spends almost an hour making his bed each day. He needs constant supervision. She said five days a week, she gets a break for a few hours when a bus driver picks him up and takes him to adult daycare. Lisa knows the day is approaching where, when she might not, uh, when she might have to place him in a memory care center, but she said she can't think about that yet. One day at a time, she said. I don't, I don't know who I am to him now, but I know that he definitely uh, loves me and feels safe. When the bus brings him back home each day, we'll sit on the porch for an hour and hold hands. Oh my God, these two. God bless them. On difficult days, she remembers what her husband told her as they danced to their favorite song, Brown Eyed Girl. After they renewed their wedding vows, he whispered in my ear, thank you for staying. (gasps) Oh, my God. Makeup ruined. Oh, this lady is absolutely a saint. I love her so much. I love him so much. What a family. Can you believe that? You're like, Zane, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're ruining us right now. Yeah, I know. I wanted to throw you a curveball. I think Nick, uh, Nick, I was reading something and saying Nick's name. I think Nick might be out of timeout now. Are you out of timeout? I, 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 I put you in timeout for five minutes. Because you don't agree with me. Stevie says, who's cutting onions in here? All right. Joe says, I'm ruined for sure. You take care of your better half, man. You just take care of him. Patriot Nick says, I, I switched over to Facebook. I never went in time out here on Facebook. My only options is to block you. And I don't want to do that. I'm not a blocker on Facebook. Some people are a little bit more aggressive in their Facebook blocking. But not your old pal Eric. To me, that's a bit much. He wrote, loopholes, bitch, LOL. Tyler writes... One star review because you put me in timeout. <laughs> uh, I think I am still in timeout. I think I am still in timeout. 
That's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, Joey Williamson, um, what is the plan for wrestling? Um, in fact, I need to reach out to Joey. I'm going to talk to him about this. I need to know uh, if he's going to be what his role is in Sunday wrestling, independence, pro wrestling. Come on. Hey. Jesse writes, my grandmother was someone who lived uh, up to the end. I think he writes, means to say up to the uh, in sickness and in health. Oh, lived up to the in sickness and in health thing. She got married. And my grandfather was permanently injured in the army within a year. He was wheelchair bound for 42 years. Everyone said she's a saint for taking care of him the rest of his life. Do you think that was there ever a moment, Jesse, when someone said that and she said, yeah, I know he shit his, he shit in his hand the other day. Ah, Joey says, why are you trying to call me? Because I wanted to know where you're going to be seated for wrestling, idiot. What your role is in this thing? Are you part of the? Are you part of the big picture of Independence Pro Wrestling? Whatever, I'm done. I'm not going to try to call you back, idiot. I would love you to contribute to the show. If you have a story that you think is worth sharing and you, I might be able to uh, talk about it on the show, send me the link. All right? Just copy the link, email it to me, eric at ericzaintshow.com. Uh, that is one of the ways that I am able to do this show because of the support of you sending material that I might be able to park. I don't, I don't see everything. So if you ever... Say, hey, this is an interesting story. I wonder if Zane would like to see it. I'll figure that out. I don't use all of them, you know. Uh, Typically, I have to sort through Dirk's stupid conspiracy theories uh, because he sends stuff all the time, and uh, sometimes it sucks. Uh, Send it along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I appreciate anybody who's ever helped me in the past. Please continue to do so. It helps move the show. Uh, Congrats to... um, Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. The, er, the naming rights for the Muskegon Convention Center. Right there. Mario is growing rapidly. I, uh, I heard yesterday from uh, Zaniac John who said, hey, I, I, I just called the number about, to Mario about a mortgage. How the fuck am I supposed to get through when his voicemail is full? And I went, oh, geez. Come on. I said, I'm on it. I'll take care of it. I reached out to Michael Mario. I'm telling these people every single day to call you 
for a mortgage. Now, I understand you get a lot of activity on that phone number and people are leaving you messages saying, hey, I'm ready. Eric Zane sent me. But you got to stay on top of the messages. Uh, we should live in a day and an age when that is in, uh, uh, that is inexhaustible and, and that the voicemail can never fill up. But your voicemail was full. So I said, dude, blow out your old messages. John's trying to leave you a message. Come on. So he's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you damn well should be. I'm telling these people to call you. And what the fuck? And then they call you. I, 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 voicemail is full. <laughs> Call him at 231-332-6505. He can do a mortgage for you in any state except Maine, South Carolina, Hawaii, and Alaska. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And all I ask is that you speak with him. That doesn't mean you're going to use him. Yeah, you might uh, listen to him and say, yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to go with my cousin Vinny. Whatever. All we're trying to do is get the phone to ring. And his voicemail will not be full so that he can win you over with his charm, with his awesomeness. I'm telling you, you won't be dissatisfied. You'll be so happy with the efforts put out by Mario and his team, uh, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. It might be a refi. It might be a new mortgage. It might be your first mortgage. Whatever it is reach out to Mario. And if you're looking to uh, lower your interest rate, let's say you got a 3.85 now, which is actually a pretty damn good rate back in the day. Right now it's about two and a half, but it's going to go up. Convert the 30 year three, uh, 3.85 to a much lower 15 year. Yes. You'll pay more each month, but you're going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest. Dummy. Yeah. Figure out a way to pay the extra cheddar each month, but still in the long run, your house is going to be paid off half as fast. And by the time you're set to retire, you've got no house payment and your house has gone up in value. You see how that works? Jerk. 231-332-6505. Thanks again to uh, Prince Arming. That's who you call to get a CPL. In Michigan only. He can only be in one place at one time. CPL training in West Michigan. So what you do is you uh, click on the Prince Arming logo at ericzaneshow.com or go to princearming.com or just find him on Facebook. Just search Prince Arming. And then you can find out what is up. The next class is a two Tuesday class. Okay. Tuesday, July 27th uh, at 5.30 p.m. I think I'm getting that right. Yes. It is a Tuesday, July 27th, and then the following Tuesday, August 3rd. So those two Tuesdays. You, you sit around uh, for uh, three, four hours each of those days. 5.30 p.m. it starts in Holland, Michigan. Second class concludes. You've taken a test. You've passed it. You've done the range time. You don't even own a gun. You're just going to borrow one of Steve's. I recommend that because, you know, that way you can kind of get used to what particular gun might fit best for you. Don't just go buy any gun. Talk to Steve. He knows a thing or two. 
the end, he's going to give you a certificate. You then take that in your hot, sweaty hand to whatever county you live in in Michigan, and you apply for your pistol license. They're going to do a background check on you. They're going to fingerprint you, whatever, all this other bullshit. And then a few weeks later, you're going to get your damn license. Good to go. Then you carry that pistol under your clothes. Then you're then you're protected. You're a sheepdog. You're protected. If any crazy shit goes down, you pull out your piece. Only when your life is threatened. Or if you have to save the life of another idiot. Not idiot. Another person who's being harmed by an idiot. Princearming.com. I'm looking at the comments. I uh, still think you should talk about the asshole who stole my friend's phone at Meyer. Yeah, I don't have a lot to go with there. It's just, uh, I, I mean, Joey uh, reached out to me. You won't believe what happened. Uh, what is it? Uh, somebody left a phone or lost a phone at a, at, a, at the Gaines Township Meyer in the west side of the state here. And uh, so the person, sorry for the late text, but you want to hear a fucked up story? My friend Liz was shopping at the Gaines Township Meyer. <coughs> Excuse me, Sunday. And then she lost her phone. When she realized that she lost it, she went back and asked a Meyer employee for help. Meyer called the phone. Someone answers and says, no, I'm not giving it back. My God. Yeah, that's the story. There you go. You did it. There's nothing more to add to that. That's ridiculous that that would happen. People are mean. Mean and stupid. Uh, O'Neal for the win, who is doing that uh, 100% on his back with all four paws in the air. Hysterical. I love that. It looks so uncomfortable. But that's kind of his thing. Abraham Lenin writes... Not a show-worthy story, but one time at a live show, you stole the ketchup off my table for your breakfast, burger, and fries. Ah, yes, the live show. Was there anything more awkward in those live shows than when, um, like, people would be lined up and then we would walk past all of you and say, hey, how's it going? And then we would go sit at tables while you all filed in and we would, without even acknowledging you, sit there and have to like prep the show in front of you. Whoever thought of that on our show, that that's the way we, I never, I never understood that. It's like, why are we, I mean, if this is a show, why are we, uh, I mean, there's got to be a little bit more showbiz to it. We should make all these boring. I mean, it's just awkward to sit in front of them. It was so fucking awkward to sit in front of people for like an hour, hour and a half while they're sitting there like staring at us. It was horrible. It was some of the worst planning ever. And for some reason that became the norm. 
And it is never, they, I guess they've never gotten away from it. I, I don't know. I haven't been to a live show, obviously, in five, five plus years, but it was always horrible. It was a terrible vibe. Oh, my God. Disaster. If, if you're going to prep the show, go where you're not in front of the audience. And then when the show starts, the music plays, and then you walk out and go, hey, everybody, how you doing? We're live. That's how you do it, idiots. Jesus. That's why whenever they would sit there and uh, because basically the prep for the show was this. This is how you prep for the old school radio show. I would never do it. I would always rely on just whatever I could come up with. So I'm not going to sit there and this is what they would do. They would sit there and they would go and and, uh, there's a thing called a, uh, a, a prep service. It's called uh, um, Wise Brothers Media, okay? And hang on, I'll show it to you right now. You can check this out for yourself. This is how you do a radio show these days. All right. There's really nothing to see. It's just a damn, it's just a damn website. No, actually there is. Check this out. This is how you do a radio show these days. All radio shows in America go to this page right here. Okay? Uh, see what it says? It says the complete sheet. That's like 60 pages of like celebrity birthdays and these and, and, uh, stories that every radio station in America talks about. See where it says delicious audio? This is where... Um, this is where all of the radio stations go to get their audio. And it's the it's the same thing for every station. Okay? And so over 1,200 stations use delicious audio across 31 format mats in seven countries. Uh, and so the, what they, all these sound, they all do the same thing. So the, uh, that's how you write your show. You just uh, go here and you, you, you read this shit. And then, uh, then you're like, oh, man, this is what America's talking about today. So it isn't like you're they're actually doing any work. They're just reading what someone else has written for them and then saying, oh, I, I guess uh, so-and-so at uh, Wise Brothers says we should talk about it, so I guess we're going to talk about it. If you uh, listen to any radio show in America, every day they play various audio clips and have various stories. It all comes from that. That's all that it is. So they would sit there uh, at, at my old show in, in these venues at the fucking live show and they would just read that and go, oh, I guess this is what we're talking about today. And then I'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go talk to people. So then I would go and wander around the room and meet people. That's how I met several of you. And uh, that was my thing. And I, and and the guys would sit there like, who the fuck do you think he is, man? We're over here working. You're not working. You're fucking reading shit that someone else wrote for you. You're not doing anything at all. Well, any idiot can do that. What the fuck? Ugh, God. Morning radio. God forbid you actually talk about anything interesting. Okay? God forbid. Aram says, I wonder what the Wise Brothers plan is for after radio ends. Oh, and it's coming. Oh, my God. God, is it coming. Shit. All right. I completely digress here. Uh, Jesse wrote this. I'm not going to read the story. Reads it anyways. Yeah, it's pretty typical. 
Yeah, Joey, I don't know what the fuck you... I was reading it because I don't know what you want me to say about that. I mean, so what? Somebody got their fucking phone stolen. Joey writes, people are assholes. If you want something, then get off your ass and go work for it. Don't steal. Wow, that's a real. That's some deep words of wisdom there, Joey. You really... Uh, that, that's incredible how you put that one together. My God. Did you, t- did you get concussed when you took a bump at a wrestling event or something? All right. Where the hell am I? Uh, thanks again uh, to Mario. I said that. Thanks again to Prince Armin. I said that. You're awesome. Let's play you the audio from what happened when a uh, a political bigwig showed up at a big Juneteenth celebration. Now, I didn't go to any Juneteenth celebrations. I'm not going to sit here and say, this is what we got to do. You got to be woke fucking shit. I, I, I don't give a shit. I do not care. Uh, is it important? Absolutely. Should it be a day off? Uh, I guess so. Whatever. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. One of the uh, one of the biggest things I uh, I have a problem with is people who have problems who, who actually, quote, have a problem with something that they really don't have a problem with. Uh, case in point, the transgender uh, person who was a dude and is now a chick uh, in, in weightlifting in the Olympics. I, I talked about that yesterday, and, and you fucking do-gooders are like, oh, my God, I'm outraged. No, you're not. You don't really give a shit. You don't really care. You're just saying that. You're just pissed off because it doesn't jive with how you feel. So you're thinking you're going to make a big stink about it. But you're not going to do shit. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything. All right. Looking at you, Josh, you pain in the ass. Everybody's like, it's not fair to the other girls. Fuck them. One of them's going to beat that guy, girl. If not, it's going to be a great challenge. It'll be a great story if, uh, if a person who used to be a guy is now a girl doesn't get the gold medal, that will be an upset. And I mean, that'll be the best gold medal ever for the lady who actually does beat the man that became a lady. I love that. Would you guys just stop fucking being assholes and understand that this is going to be a great reason to watch Olympic weightlifting. Quit being such cocks. But Juneteenth, uh, I do. I, I did enjoy uh, going over what exactly it was and why it is and why it's important. But I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have a Juneteenth celebration. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm not gonna go to a Juneteenth celebration. I'm not gonna go to a Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. I'm not gonna go to a President's Day celebration. If there is a national holiday, there's a guy in Hudsonville, Michigan, who doesn't give a shit. Ah, with the exception of like Memorial Day and Veterans Day. I give a shit about those. I don't give a shit about Labor Day. Okay? People do, and it's important that we have those days. I don't have a problem with them. I just don't care. Ron Johnson, senator from uh, Wisconsin, made a bit of a mistake, I think. If you're the guy who went out of your way to try to keep Juneteenth from being a national holiday. You probably don't want to go to the Juneteenth celebration when it actually happens. 
So this idiot uh, shows up to support Juneteenth. He was the guy who said, fuck that. We don't need it. We don't need this. He did everything he could to keep this thing from happening. Last year, he blocked legislation to make it a holiday. On Tuesday, he said, "Uh, it seems strange that having taxpayers provide federal employees paid time off is now required to celebrate the end of slavery. That statement alone is a problem. It is clear that there is no appetite in Congress to further discuss the matter. That's kind of a dickish way to look at it. I just wouldn't have said anything. And I sure as hell would not have shown up at the Juneteenth celebration. Here is the audio of what Ron Johnson dealt with when he's trying to answer questions with a reporter. That sounds like the crowd at Pepino's when Boring Dean walks in. Patriot Nick at the vaccination clinic. Kenny, anywhere. What an idiot. What a dumb move. When asked what he thought of the booze Saturday... This is unusual for Wisconsin. Most people in Wisconsin say you are in our prayers. We are praying for you. But you got some people here that are just sort of nasty at some points. He said the situation was, quote, not how you heal the nation. You asshole. You just shouldn't have gone. I mean, when you step on your cock, which you did, ah, you just want to, what you want to do is you want to, you, you don't want to remind people. You want to lay low. You want to just avoid. Take the long way around. He says, you come down here and try to interact with people and be nice to people, but this isn't very nice, is it? Fuck face. You tried to keep it from happening, and then you delivered a snarky line when you finally gave in. What do you want? Come on now. One attendee, Robert Agnew, said he thought the reason for the response to the senator was simple. Ron Johnson's politics are not for us. He said, yeah, whatever, you know. The guy who said no can't show up at the celebration. Okay? How dumb is that? There you go. Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin. There is a bartender in Florida who is, oh my God, 
he uh, he may be, if he's a bachelor, he's going to have so many women throwing it at him because of this maneuver. Okay? Uh, let me start from the begin. Let me start from the end and work backwards. And I'll share this with you so you can see what I'm seeing. And then I'll, I'll read it at the same time. You're going to see a bartender holding one of those little little clipboards that would have like your uh, um, your your bar bill and you like write in the amount with the tip and you sign it and you give it back to him. He handed one of those to a bar patron, a lady at the bar. Like, ah, oh, here's your uh, here's your bill and uh, <clears throat> handed it to her. Uh, the problem is she didn't ask for a bill and uh, she didn't know what was going on. And then she realized there was a note attached to the little clipboard and check it out. It uh, here's the bartender. He wrote a note to a patron and it said, if this guy is bothering you, put your ponytail on your other shoulder and I will have him removed. He's giving me the creeps. So this dude this bartender, who despite that horrible face is going to get tons of tail or penis because of this maneuver. What a brilliant scheme this is. This is awesome. A bartender in Florida, viral hero after a woman shared this story to the social media about he helped protect her and her friend from some creep. A Twitter user named Trinity Alley posted a photo of the bartender to her account, which shows him handing her a note. She later explained that she asked for him to pose for the photo after the situation had resolved itself. He noticed the guy was harassing the two women and did that. Uh, the woman wrote, this man, uh, this guy was harassing me and my friends, and the bartender passed this note to me, acting like it was my receipt. Legit, the type of bartender everyone needs. Oh, my God. Since the photo was originally uploaded, it has received over 211,000 likes. The bartender was identified as Max Gutierrez or Gutierrez. He eventually kicked the guy out of the bar for harassing the woman. Apparently, the guy returned to the bar a few days later, and the dude was there again, and he refused to serve him. According to the news outlet, Gutierrez explained the guy had been giving off weird vibes before the woman sh- uh, women showed up. I can't believe that Stu was in Florida. Man, when he started hitting on them, he was apparently not taking no for an answer. That was definitely Stu, which prompted Gutierrez to step in. Yeah. So, you know, you have something like this happen and uh, a viral story. People love it. Everybody shares it. 217,000 likes. This is good for business. You know, if you want to, if you want to think about this in like a Dirk uh, fashion, conspiracy theory, it's not that far fetched to think that, Trinity here, all she asks, let's say Trinity owns the bar or uh, she knows the bar, the, the bar owner, the bar, bar owner says, Hey, I want to concoct a story and we're going to do this and it's going to go viral and everybody's going to know who we are and the name of our bar. And everybody's going to come here because they're going to want to see uh, Gutierrez here. That's brilliant. I'm not saying this is a conspiracy, but that would be smart if someone in the future did something like this. You know, 
you know, kind of catch lightning in a bottle. It goes viral. Everybody talks about it. Everybody shows up at the bar. You know, it's amazing. Andrea says, Jason, I'm trying to get a hold of you. So there's messages going on between Zaniacs. Let's see. Nick says, why would I be at the vaccination clinic? I don't care if you want the vaccine. I'm not getting it or protesting it for others. That's their personal choice, and I respect that. Do I detect butthurt? Do I detect tears on you? What the fuck? Shut up. It was a joke. I don't know what the deal is with this audience these days. Every time I throw out a joke, I get I get I get some type of trauma. Too many words in front of my face. Tyler writes, the creepy guy was heard asking the women if they'd like to come to his van for some dipping dots and worms. Fantastic. Points for Tyler on that one. All right. Show on Patreon happens every single day. The Patreon bonus podcast today. It's going to start at 1130 because I'm doing smarter than a former drug dealer trivia at 1030. So I'm pushing the normal 11 time, 11 a.m. start time to 1130. I can't have that pressure. I can't have you yelling at me because I'm not there on time. And sometimes those trivia games go long. Colin M. will take on tail and trivia. If you want in on Patreon, sign up. Five or ten bucks a month, it keeps the show growing. Five or ten bucks a month on Patreon. P as in Paul, A, T as in Tom, R, E, O, N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month, you can convert to a yearly. You can start at a yearly and save 10%. So what was 60 bucks a year for uh, tier one is 54. What was $120 for tier two is 108. Asshole of the day nominations. Who's it going to be? What's on your brain right now for asshole of the day? I got the hell scared out of me. There's a wrestling event this weekend. The NFK is getting an MRI. 117 days till race day. A football player announced that he's gay. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. There was an Alzheimer's wedding. I made you cry. Some creepy idiot at a bar. And Ron Johnson shows up for the big Juneteenth party. Patriot Nick gets put in timeout on uh, YouTube. And we are still apparently without our beloved fluffy friend in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks again to Blue Frost IT online at bluefrostit.com. Alan and Ashlyn celebrating the arrival of their new child. Uh, Joey, do we have a, uh, a, a gender and a name? Joey, who says, I'm asshole today for not answering your phone call. No, you actually saved us. That was a mistake on my part. 
Let us know. What is the gender of the child and what is the name of the child? Please. I need to see that, Joey. Thank you to Alan and Ashlyn from Blue Frost IT. Online at bluefrostit.com if you have any tech issues. They and their and their business covers it all here in West Michigan. 616-285-50. So, if your business is like, "Oh my god, man, our computers are ancient. My employees all hate me. Uh everything's slow, stupid, broken." Uh, we need an upgrade. You call Blue Frost IT. You get a complimentary consultation. You sit down. You spend half an hour. Talk about the needs of your business. Alan goes, oh, okay, you're going to need this, this, and this. Let me price it out, and boom. Next thing you know, you got your gear set up, and uh, he's setting it up for you. And then maybe you need the office retrofitted, new uh, wall jacks, new line drops, all that stuff. Maybe you're moving the office, and uh, the new one needs to be fit appropriately. Maybe you have new construction. He does all this stuff. He works with the contractors to make sure that the walls are set up appropriately so that uh, your network is humming the way it should. Okay. Then, when that work is done, you hire him for the managed IT service provider work. Each month, you pay Alan uh, a flat fee, and he takes care of all of your stuff. Bluefrostit.com. Send him an email, info at bluefrostit.com, or call them 616-285-50. Boy, Ethan James. Oh, man. I love that. Ethan James. That's a great name. Thanks for letting me know, jerk. You, Joey, not them. What the hell are you sitting on that info for? My God. All right. Uh, Cornhole America, cornholeamerica.com. Get a set of, uh, of customized cornhole boards with Cornhole America. Uh, whatever you want on a set of cornhole boards sent wherever you are in the United States. Do it. Buy a set of boards. Mention you heard it from me. You help the podcast. You get uh, the one and only set of cornhole boards you will ever need. You will never need another set of cornhole boards. Top of the line, custom manufactured from scratch with Cornhole America. Cornholeamerica.com for information. Search Eric Zane's show in their search bar, and you will see the ridiculous cornhole boards that I have. Cornholeamerica.com. Shipped anywhere in the USA and made in beautiful Cedar Springs, uh, Cedar Springs, Michigan. And then there's Bennett Flooring Installation. Okay. So you're thinking, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put down new flooring. Go ahead, rip out the old stuff, and then um, go ahead and buy your new stuff at an unnamed store in uh, Granville, Michigan, that should be on the podcast. Uh, and then you're going to put the flooring down. And then uh, midway through the job, you're going to go, uh, there is a problem. I'm doing this wrong, and the whole thing looks stupid. And then you're like, how can I cover up my mistake? And then you like try to like uh, do it in type, some type of weird wonky fashion, you know, maybe put a piece of furniture over the screwed up part or something. Your wife, she's got the spider sense is going to be tingling. She's going to know you screwed it up. She's going to hate your guts. You're going to get Alzheimer's. She's never going to take care of you because you put in the flooring wrong. Jerk. My God. Don't be a stupid twat. Hire Bennett Flooring Installation. Go ahead and rip out the old stuff. That's fine. Go ahead and buy the new stuff. That's fine. But then leave it down there. Leave it on the floor. I'm talking to me. And then call Bennett. They measure the room. They say, it's going to cost you this much for us to make this fl- this room look perfect. What do you say? All right, do it. 
They show up. They fix it. They do it. They install the flooring perfectly. Bennett Flooring Installation, that's how they work. Saving you money, but getting it done perfectly. 616-318-0167. BennettFlooringInstallation.com is the website. Go there and look at what they've done. Don't be an idiot. When you have the final a canvas being being set to be laid down. The final painting is going out. It's going to look like you're going to look like you're an idiot uh, with painting water, a uh, freaking paint by numbers on your canvas. The flooring is the canvas. Do it right with Bennett Flooring Installation. All right. Who is our idiot of the day? Uh, I got nothing on your end. You're going to leave this to me, aren't you? Okay. I can handle that. Hmm. The guy who got Alzheimer's disease. No, I'm just totally kidding. Come on. Who is going to be our asshole of the day? All right, I'll give you an honorable mention, Joey, for the person who stole your pal's phone. It's probably you. You probably stole it. You're probably just doing that to cover up. All right. Asshole of the Day is brought to you by TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com and JM Synthetics. Rick reached out to me. You're an asshole of the day for not mentioning the sponsors yesterday. On yesterday's podcast, I forgot to do it. Thank you to TC Paintball and JM Synthetics for sponsoring this segment called Asshole of the Day, where we give the award to Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson for showing up at the Juneteenth event. What an idiot. An idiot and asshole of the day. And also for trying to block the Juneteenth uh, 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 national holiday thing. It should absolutely be a holiday. Uh, Nick says, pick me, pick me. I want to be asshole today. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to justify you, uh, your, your stupid behavior by giving you a award, you jackass. Ron Johnson is your asshole of the day. Rick said, I said you were an honorary mention. I would never be that aggressive. Whatever. Nobody cares. Hey, uh, August 8th uh, is our next paintball event. Uh, I don't, you can't like just assume I know. And it absolutely has to be an email with the subject line paintball RSVP or RSVP. It has to. You have to do it right now. Yes, it's not to log a safe, but I don't like worrying about it. I like to know the headcount of who's going to be there. Send it along! It's obvious Rick is never going to do his job and provide us with a link that we can sign up on. Uh, That would take the average person like one minute to do. But Rick's too busy being a stubborn jackass to even worry about something like that. So we have to do this the old-fashioned way. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Despite me indicting most of you and calling you terrible names, I want to thank you for being part of this podcast. (laughs) 
You're all spectacular, and I love you very much. Don't take any of what I say to heart, for the most part. And I will talk to you on the Patreon bonus podcast. First, so we've got Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer trivia happening in just a short while. Till then, have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Get your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking beer, dude. Let's get this fucking show on the road, bud. Come on, guy. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay.